0: Welcome to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. This show is created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we're excited to have Ayurvedic and naturopathic physician, Dr. Virender Sodi on our show.
0: Dr. Varendar Sodhi was the first Ayurvedic and naturopathic physician in the United States. He graduated in 1980 from the Dayunand Ayurvedic Medical College in Jalandhar, India. And after relocating to the U.S., he received his degree in naturopathy from Bastyr University in 1988. He was subsequently invited to join the faculty at Bastyr University to teach Ayurvedic sciences, Dr. SODI finished his fellowship in integrative oncology with Dr. Mark Rosenberg in 2012. He has taught at Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine, National College of Naturopathic Medicine, University of Bridgeport, University of Washington School of Pharmacy, and Des Moines University. In addition to educating students at academic institutions, Dr. Sodi has educated the general public about the benefits of naturopathic medicine, both nationally and internationally. He shares his knowledge of Ayurveda by lecturing in hospitals, conferences, and universities across the United States, as well as Italy, Switzerland, Holland, Japan, New Zealand, Australia, Austria, and Canada. Along with his three brothers, he envisioned and formed Ayush Herbs Incorporated, a company which offers the highest quality Ayurvedic herbal products and supplements worldwide. Dr. Sodi tends to patients from all over the world at the Ayurvedic and Naturopathic Medical Clinic located here in Bellevue, Washington.
1: Ayurveda, or Ayurvedic medicine, is based on ancient writings that rely on a natural and holistic approach to physical and mental health. Ayurvedic medicine is one of the oldest medical systems and has been utilized in India for more than 5,000 years, and still remains as one of India's traditional healthcare systems today. It emphasizes good health and prevention and treatment of illness through lifestyle practices such as massage, meditation, yoga, and dietary changes, along with medical use, or along with the use of herbal medicines. Ayurvedic medicine is holistic, which means it views the body and mind as a whole and not as separate parts. It not only treats a person's physical issues, but it also focuses on lifestyle changes to help maintain and improve health. So stay tuned for more of this exciting show.
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com.
3: U-R-A, skinandmind.com.
4: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, sutte
0: Welcome back to this episode of Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month and every second Sunday on Timber Country and also on Cape Town Zone Radio as we try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. Today we have the pleasure of having Ayurvedic and naturopathic physician, Dr. Varendi Sodi on our show.
0: Hi, Dr. Sodi. thanks for joining us today.
5: Thank you, Skura and Rory, to be on the show. is a great uh, honor and I'm very, very pleased to be on your show. Mm-hmm. Well, we're very excited to have this conversation with you.
0: So Thank Dr. Sodi, how long have you been working in the field of health and wellness? And what made you want to become a doctor in the first
5: place? <laughs> it's a good question. I've been practicing for the last 41 years. I graduated in 1980 and in 1986, I came to USA and in 1988, I graduated from best year. And since then I've been practicing in USA. So it has been a very really amazing, wonderful journey uh, of healing and healing of my personal self too, mm-hmm. because I think it starts with you, the healing. You can't heal anybody if you don't heal yourself first. So it's a—it's an a ongoing learning process and uh, the more older i getting, I'm getting more humble, the less I know. It is, <laughs> it is, a, it is like an eye-opening experience. I think that when I graduated, I thought I know everything. But when I, I'm 41 years into it, I, I, now I'm thinking I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So this is a very interesting journey. Uh, so as a you know young kid, I was always fascinated with the medicine. And uh, my father uh, was a principal of school and he has a keen interest in herbs. So we will go out for walks and uh, with him and he will stop by a plant and say, look at this plant. This is a go to cola. Look at the shape of the leaf. It resembles the brain. So it's a brain tonic. So that kind of, you know, piqued my interest. And the next time you stop at another plant, look at this plant. This is barbaris. See, look at this yellow. And it's Good for the liver. Remember, when people get liver disease, they get yellow. It's good. So that's another interesting thing which we. So this way, you know, we will be walking along together and learn a lot of uh, a raw data, which was just accumulating, and that uh, that interest got so bigger as I went into fourth or fifth grade. I remember I will go to the the village, uh, a Ayurvedic doctor and fake that I have a tummy pain, I have a headache Mm -hmm. or something. (laughs) And then he will give a medicine to me and I will use those uh, injection bottles, small bottles and put them in them and then wrap a wrapper around it and saying, this is a medicine for this medicine and make it like in my own medical chest. Pharmacy (laughs) (laughs) at the age of maybe seven or eight, you know. So this is, I think, ongoing. uh, uh, If I look at backward, uh, from my childhood, is this is the uh, the God wanted me to be in this field. Mm. And I really thank him so much every day.
0: It's an ongoing passion. It's, yes.
5: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's great. So was Ayurveda the, the primary option in India at the time? Or did you have a choice into like which uh, medical system you're going to go
5: into? No, actually, interesting. Uh, you asked this question. No, I actually, uh, to begin with, I was wanted to go to allopathic school. But I think the turns as it takes because I did my pre-med and uh, had a good numbers and and my marks were very wonderfully good. But somehow I went into Ayurvedic school and it was put down by many of my family, colleagues, you know, my dad's friends who were kind of uh, says, oh, you want to make your uh, uh, son a Ayurvedic doctor? And we call Ayurvedic doctors in India Vedas. So, and the the Vedas, you want to make your son a Vedir. And the vaidya term was used like a little low-grade kind of term. And That mm-hmm. means you know you are uh, dispensing medicine in the powders form and rolled up in small papers. So that was the idea of you know being a vaidya. So are you want to make your son a vaidya who will be rolling these pills in the small papers and mm-hmm. giving to people? And uh, so my dad was very intelligent and very wonderful man. And he will he will just, he doesn't say anything. He will just smile, just
2: mm-hmm. like
5: a wait, you know, wait until he comes out. So that was a really good experience for me. And people say that, and I will get more firmer, that I'm going to move something differently. I'm going to prove something differently and uh, make me more stronger to be known what I need to know in the Ayurvedic medicine.
1: That's great. And then today, today, how is Ayurveda compared to Western medicine so, or allopathic so medicine?
5: So interestingly, Ayurveda is still a, majority of folks wants to do the Ayurvedic medicine. So previously what happened with the allopathic influence, uh, the Britishers, they learned from Ayurvedic medicine, they learned the surgeries from Ayurvedic physicians you know, around 400, 500 years ago, and uh, the plastic surgeries, all those. And then they made illegal for Ayurvedic doctors to do those surgeries. So it was really interesting how they completely uprooted our system upside down. And as you know, the surgery is the art. And you have to teach, one person has to teach another to carry on. So once you have a one-generation gap, there's nothing left to teach anybody. And so they use that kind of a method to just completely dismantle us. But luckily, people still carried on in the families. So the one family carried out the art to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And it's it survived the onslaught of uh, the Britishers. And actually, before that, the Muslim uh, invaders on us, who also kind of took it the other way. So we, at the time, you know, the people were very fondly using Ayurvedic medicine, but then what happened as the middle class and upper middle class, they started to be more educated. They put this like a garbage medicine. They we'll this is oh old time. We, we need to be more modern. We need to be more kind of uh, uh, high classy kind of stuff. And that's how they created that system uh, in, the, in British India. That you know, if you use the allopathic medicine, you're classy. You are more sophisticated. You are more uh, educated. If you use the Ayurvedic medicine, you you don't know education. You have no education. Hmm. And that mentality perceived for many many years. Now what's going on is like a, the middle class and high class wants to use Ayurvedic medicine too because they have like you know we have a saying in India that the fish will go and lick the stone and then come back again. <laughs> so, <laughs> So true. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, you know, they they saw that this medicine is taking us nowhere. We are becoming like a a circle and Mm -hmm. we we don't cure the disease. And this is not in the favor of the pharmaceutical model or industry, because if you cure the disease, there's nobody's going to buy that medicine again. Mm -hmm. So it was, yes, you get the symptoms down, you keep them a little better, but disease never goes away. So that is very clear to this uh, middle-class and and mostly educated people now. So it is actually on the surge right now again, so which is a really good and heartening. And a lot of interesting research has shown that what our ancestors have done several thousand years ago is very scientific. It is is the science to the last word. And uh, what I tell to my patients and to my students too, like, you know, look at it, the drugs which we used in the 40s and 50s, we are not using it at all the antibodies which use in 50s and 60s. We are not using at all. And if they use it, they have no benefit because the body got so resistant to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Ayurvedic medicine we used several thousand years ago, and we are still using it. There is no resistance to it. The body is still ready to accept it. So very interesting direction we are taking right now. I think we are at right now. We are at the best, uh, you know, place to be uh Be leader in teaching people how yeah. to live healthy lifestyle.
0: Period. Yeah, and get the credit it deserves. Yes, so, I... Doctor Sodhi, what are some of the principles of Ayurveda?
5: So, one thing, the Ayurvedic medicine is based on the natural laws of Mother Nature. So, whatever Mother Nature does, our body follows that. So, they realize that the in the Mother Nature there are energies, and we call those energies like uh, the uh, uh, ether, which is like a openness in the space, air, fire, water, and earth. So these are like a very similar to the Chinese principle. They have wood and metal, and otherwise the same kind of five principles. And these five principles are the energetic forms of it. And in a human body, they take into form of a dosha, we call them. So dosha word is a Sanskrit word which has a dual meaning dosha mean when you're in balance you have a perfect health when you're out of balance you create a disease so same word has two meaning in balance and out of balance will create the disease Hmm. or health for you so the vata which you a lot of people know by vata pitta and kapha vata is a combination of ether and air pitta is a combination of fire and water the kapha is a combination of water and earth so basically we have five element bundle, and depending upon how much number of these molecules or whatever energy molecules you want to call them, you have it. We are dominantly work that way. So we call them Vata dominant, Pitta dominant, Kapha dominant, or combination of those uh, Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. So if you're very Vata dominant, that means you have a lot of ether and air in you. So the properties of ether is a spaciness. So these people live in their head. They're a lot of spacey. The air, air also does the dryness. So these are tend to dry. So, you know, we look at the molecular level of it. So they can have a constipation. Their menses can be painful and scanty. Uh, They can have a dry skin. Uh, Their lubrications are less. So the joints can be creaky. Like uh, a lot of people come to me and say, I have a creaky joints. You know, my joints crackle when I walk or, or do a small amount of exercise. So we look at, oh, this is a vata disorder if you have a pitta dominant constitution in you you have more fire and water in you so the fire you know is in the intelligence so these people are very intelligent uh, but they also are get angry very quickly they can be frustrated irritable very easily so like everything has a pros and cons there is nothing you know one thing it is like a the opposite two sides and uh, then you know these people are go getter They just like a spin their tires more faster they can handle. <laughs> so a lot of people who are like politicians, scientists, doctors are in the pitta group there, and uh, and but they also have a tendency to burn themselves. Uh, so whereas the kapha is the the water and the earth molecule, so they are more grounded, more calmer, more. Uh, feel good kind of person. These are the person who go around and hugs everybody and send kind words to other people. And the Pitta people can be a little rash and harsh in their language. Mm-hmm. The Vata people can be variable. They can be going up and down. So understanding what your molecules are helps us to see what's my body's doing. But then also we do activity. We eat food. We uh, If we don't follow certain ways, we can be also going into Vata period, Pitta period and Kapha period. Like if you're too anxietyful, uh, it's gonna increase your vata, and now your hormones gonna dwindle off. You have no hormones left in you because you're constantly burning. So you're putting too much cortisol out, and cortisol is like a nitro, and uh, it is a fast, but also has a toll on your body. So, uh, but we need to ground these people. So these people need to be grounded. So we say, okay, eat more oily food. More eat food which has more. Uh, earthiness in them, and now these people can get better. Are you calm down? You do meditation. Uh, the pitta people say, okay, you know, you are too frustrated, too angry. You do the cooling exercises, cooling breathing exercises. Uh, you go on a walk on the maybe on the beach, maybe on the river. Cool calms you down, uh, and you you use the word which are not harsh. So you because you have to teach, but mind is the leader of the whole body. If you kapha people, they can have a tendency to be little. When the sluggish, slow, tired, fatigued, they can get gain weight, so need to exercise. So I think you look at the whole picture. What are you going through? What life cycle are you going through? And you can adjust your lifestyle, nutrition accordingly, and come back to the balance. The idea is to create a balance in you.
0: How do you determine what dosha you are? And also, are you just one?
5: No, it's a very good question. Most of us are combinations. Usually dual combination, two combinations. And some people are three combination. Very rarely there is a single combination. So a trained Ayurvedic doctor can check the pulse. So in Ayurvedic medicine, we have for males, we check on the right side. For females, we check on the left side. Mm-hmm. So it's very parallel to Chinese medicine again. And then we use three fingers again, Vata, Pitta, Kapha finger. The closest to the wrist is called Vata p- pulse. The middle one is Pitta and the farthest is Kapha. So we sit on the pulse and we press it a little bit and see what activity you see under the those three pulses and so when you have a dominance of certain dosha or your vata pitta kapha you you feel the register it can resist underneath your fingers there and uh, then we also can see what organs they are affecting Mm. so there is a another science to it because all of these vata pitta and kapha has a five subsets of it and they are basically governing the body, different functionality of the body. So we can say, okay, which layer is involved? So that's why, you know, a lot of times people come to me and say, oh, uh, Dr. Sodi, check my pulse. And I say, oh, you have a fibroid in your uterus. Nobody told me I have a fibroid. And they go to get ultrasound, they find a fibroid there. So it's not, it's not a magic, it's just a science. You learn it and you, uh, I have, you know, picked up pregnancies, you know, very early by the check, checking the pulse. Uh, picked up the liver disease even before the blood test shows it. Mm. So it's like, you know, you can pick it up and you're trying to, again, the idea is a balance is the Ayurvedic medicine did not believe in a kind of itis inflammation kind of stuff. You know, it believed there is some imbalance and that is causing that itis or inflammation or something like, so the, you want to correct the imbalance body has intelligence and it automatically corrects it back to normal. Mm. So fascinating. It
1: definitely is. <laughs> um, could we talk about panchakarma really quickly, what that is and how that works? Sure.
5: Okay. <laughs> wow, you're going to teach everybody the whole ayurveda in one uh, day? Yeah, one just, day. Oh, just advanced a
0: course. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> so basically what's what happened is, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, and uh, uh, spiritually, we can get into a wrong habits, wrong eating, wrong thinking process, And when we do that, we create a junk in our body. You know, you can be angry and your liver can inflame. You can be fearful and your adrenal glands get exhausted. Uh, So all those things, when your mind is thinking, it is actually happening in your body. And then, you know, on top of it, we eat the food, which we should not eat. Our food chain, as you know, has been completely spoiled and destroyed, actually. The, The original form of food is not there. Uh, and then on top of it, we put a lot of insecticide and pesticide. And then the forms we make it like a, uh, so it's more convenient to ship the food. So all those things are not natural. So, and we're growing in like uh, tomatoes all year round, you know, traditionally tomato did not grow all year round. They grew it only in the summer to fall season. And after fall, there was no tomatoes available. Mm-hmm. Same thing with broccoli was available more in the fall, but now broccoli is available all year round. So I think we have messed up that cycle. And these food was providing us the genetic precursors. And the genetic precursors were helping us to balance our food and the nutrition in the body. So now we eat the food which we are not eating according to season, according to our constitution, according to our body type, or according to disease. What happens? You build, build up a toxic load. And uh, naturally, body gets rid of the toxic load. So we have three major routes but and one minor route. Like we poop it out urinate or we sweat it out so this way the body detoxify but there are many ways you know we do it so the Panchkarma method is to detoxify the body overload toxic stuff which gets you know accumulated in different organs in our body and it's a systemic cleansing of that toxic material from the body it divides into three portions three parts first is making you ready like you know i give the example of car so before you wash your car you do a water rinse and After water rinse, you do a soap rinse. And after soap rinse, you do another water rinse. And then you do, uh, again, you wipe it off, you polish after that. So similarly, we need to prepare the body to clean. So in this one, we're using very heavy oils. And the ghee is the most preferred way because ghee is very close to the body cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Cholesterol, you know, we have all heard about the bad things about the cholesterol. I'm going to tell you cholesterol is good for us. It's not bad for us. Because every hormone in our body is made from the cholesterol. And if it is that bad, then why the body makes it so much? Every cell has that cholesterol lining around it, which we call cell membrane, which is called fatty cell membrane. And that cell membrane holds the signaling. So every cell is talking to every other cell in the body through that signals. And that is the fat layer.
0: Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break.
5: then Then more and more. Up. Okay. Oh,
0: Sorry, Dr. Sodi, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus, don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skin Care Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at Asteracare.com. That's E S T H E R A care.com.
3: Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com, S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. If you are struggling in your marriage, just starting out in a new relationship or are single and looking to do better next time, Geez, if I got
1: great news for you. Hi, we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs on KKNW 1150 AM every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST.
3: Yeah, come on over and join us. We'd love to connect with you over there.
1: You betcha. We'll see you soon.
3: Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more. Sakura Skin and Mind S-A-K-U-R-A Skin
0: and Mind dot com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had welcome back to another love from the hip presents go beyond the veil i am spiritual hypnotherapist intuitive energy healer and your host sakura sutter
1: and i'm transformational coach author and your host rory reich don't forget to follow and like us on facebook as well as instagram and check out our podcast on soundcloud today we have the pleasure of having ayurvedic and naturopathic physician dr Virender sody on our show so uh, before the break, we were talking about panchakarma. Do you want to just pick up where we left off?
5: Sure. So we were talking about the preparation for the panchakarma, and so we feed heavy oil diet, uh, the oil diet or ghee diet. Basically, the idea is to saturate your all the fat cells because they get they hold up the toxins. It's like a, you are exchanging good fat with the bad fat. So then after that, you know, we do massages and sauna. This is to stimulate and the toxins, and the sauna has to. Uh, Sweat it off the toxic load. Then after that, we do fasting, purging. Previously, you know, before America, I used to be vomiting, so I omitted that process. Oh boy! So you do fasting, <laughs> 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 then you do purging, and then we do the anemas are the colonic treatment to clean out. And uh, so also there's a on the original part was blood letting, which you might have heard about. There's lots of bad news about it, but it's like a blood donation. And hmm. people who donate blood live three years extra, by the way. And wow. that's why the females live longer than the male partner. They always beat their male partner, you know, by three years. Woo-hoo! too. So there is, a, there, is a, <laughs> there is a that link. So you're cleansing the whole system. Now the body's intelligence picks up and this is okay. I can take on from here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so much success with treating almost every kind of disease with it. How long because- is the process? So, you know, we, in our clinic, uh, we do around a two and a half month program, which you do twice a week kind of program, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of people, folks who fly off from other places, they cannot stay here for three three months or so. So we do two week, three week program for them.
0: Wow. So I want to ask you, how does Ayurveda differ from Western medicine? And and what do you think it, Western medicine is missing?
5: So a lot of things missing, you know, the their philosophy is, uh, okay, you Curb the symptoms and keep the disease so that people get on those blood pressure pill or antidiabetic drugs for rest of life. And you are making a number for the pharmaceutical drug company. Uh, so, you know, not to say that the, the allopathic medicine has not done good. They have done a lot of good. Okay. So surgically, you know, yeah. huge, huge benefit. If I break my bone, I'm not going to start, you know, treating myself Ayurvedically. I will certainly go get my leg fixed. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, in, when it comes to the chronic diseases, it miserably, it they have completely failed because they are not like a patient comes to me with two blood pressure pill, three blood pressure pill, four blood pressure pill, and they are still not control because nobody talking to them what they're doing in their mind. And if they have a mind issue, this is a Prozac, you know, and on, mm. on top of another drug. So we are completely missing the boat. Nobody is talking to them what you should eat. Nobody is talking to them how to do exercise, what exercise you need to do, how to do the yoga or meditation. All these are, you know, proven sciences, which has shown amazing results. There's books and volumes have been written. I have written uh, chapters in the books, uh, the uh, textbooks about that. Uh, And it's all published data. It's not like, you know, just uh, hearsay. It is a well-researched document, which we can quote and, and use that. So, the Ayurvedic philosophy is to maintain balance, and it goes what you are eating, how you're thinking, and how you're taking care of your whole body. So, we have a saying in Ayurvedic verses, Yatha Pinde Tathabrahmane. What is that? Is that what is true in my body is true in the universe. So, -hmm. we are part and parcel of each other. So, we are helping each other. We are not separate, we're not different. So, I don't want to destroy the environment because it's going to destroy me. That's why we see diseases like COVID happening because the environment is so destroyed and the viruses mutate and they create a more uh, virulent and they become more disease-causing rather than the simple viruses which never hurt us before.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so aside from the practices of checking pulse and looking at the tongue, I understand there's also the poop chart. And why is poop so
5: important (laughs) to look at? You know, I will tell you one interesting story. I had a patient who came to me. uh, He has been three times in the emergency department and he has a tummy pain. And every time they were just given some uh, painkiller, IV send home. Second time, third time. And third time they did a uh, because he was going three times. They did a CAT scan on him and they found out that he's really backed up with the poop in Mm -hmm. his tummy. And as soon as he heard, he came running and cursing them to my clinic. I said, Dr. Sodi, first question he asked, how's your poop? (laughs) I said, nobody asked me this question. And I spent several thousand dollars going to the hospital and having a CAT scan of several thousand dollars. And simple question would have cured me from there. So (laughs) poop is very important because this one thing, you know, people don't realize that our large intestine is the biggest warehouse of the bacteria. We have a hundred trillion cells in the body. We have 1000 trillion bacteria in our body and 90% of that live in your large intestine. So the large intestine is very, very important. And that's why we say, okay, how many times you poop, what do your poop looks like? What color is it? What smell is it? All those are, we are trying to see what's going on with him. You know, like this is the, uh, I think it's a car mechanic. It looks at the exhaust, you know, is it uh, uh, throwing out the raw gas out of there or what? So, you know, Basically, same kind of analogy. We're trying to see how that body is processing the food, nutrition. Do you see the food? You ate the corn. it, it did. C- corn came it as it is. Mm-hmm. Or do you see the greens as it is coming out? It's going to be poop is going to be green if you're not a green. But did you see that still cucumber is sitting like a cucumber, you can see the cucumber or tomato. That means something wrong with that digestive system. So those are questions which is very, very important for us and then we say okay what do we need to do to help that process we can adjust by giving spices like ginger is one of my favorite very simple turmeric for that purpose so there is so many things which you can be do uh, can be done by just talking about the poop and helping the whole digestive system
0: and aside from how you're processing food it's also picking up on how you're processing emotions
5: is that correct that's right oh yeah mm-hmm. like people who are constipated so you know uh, people they also are constipated in the head Mm. because they are not open-minded they just and you know that the survival of the fittest is who is very mendable who changes people who are kind of completely constricted they will have a constipation and like a people who are constipated they also are not very emotionally open people they are so like in emotions yes you know you hold in your gut right and a lot of time you know when people talk about it they they will have runs because you know they cannot they just that thought process or that Uh, the conversation they had with other people and it's not uncommon to have irritable ball syndrome which goes both constipation and and diarrhea uh, because they are not able to hold that thought properly or they're not able to keep that uh, uh, conversation properly Mm. and so this conversation with them and also with other folks too so yes thought process is very very important Mm. and you know we just also just to mention here that these bacteria are our manufacturing house for our immune system, the drugs, B vitamins, and all other things too. So these bacteria, we're making so much good things for the body. And when we poop out, by the way, we are losing 50% to 60% of the bacteria every time we poop. Hmm. And that means we have to replenish 50 to 60% of gut bacteria. And you know, what is the best thing for that? Eating lots of vegetables and fruits. Hmm. That is the food for the good bacteria. So if you're lacking those simple things, not enough vegetables and fruits in your diet, you cannot replenish it. Meat actually kills it. Hmm. Meat kills the good bacteria. So people who are just on those paleo diet and this diet and keto diet, they are not doing good to them because they're killing their good bacteria. In the long-term basis, there's no benefits to it. Short-term, yes. Yeah, wow.
1: Uh, So would you say that you believe all illness actually starts in the mind or with the emotions, or it's just like one of the areas that you focus on?
5: Yes. Mind is the leader of the body. Yes. It's very, very important. And if you look at almost all diseases, like people who has a heart disease, they have a issue of expression from the heart. Uh, you know, people who has, a, uh, you you, you might've heard that if somebody got into a extreme stress, they got cancer after that. So it's not uncommon to see that. So mind is the leader. And then, you know, what kind of diet you're feeding in, what kind of emotions you're feeding in, you are you are making that more worse. So that's why I always start, okay, work on your mind, do meditation, do the cleansing thoughts. You do the breathing exercises to help that process. And more clear thoughts you have, the more clear mind you have, more better you are.
1: So you touched on this a little bit, but I'm I'm wondering why it seems to be so challenging to be healthy today.
5: I think there's a lot of stuff. I think we are in completely new world, uh, the technology, you know, the Mm. computers. I remember uh, when I first bought my computer, it has only 200, uh, whatever you call, you know, there's some number. So which is like a... You know, uh, very small, and you could, the, and the uh, that salesperson, oh, you can write two books on this computer, two books, you know, and that was the stuff. So that was, oh wow, two books. Then you know, in just one year, there's a one gigabyte, and then there was a 20 gigabyte, and then there is a terabyte, and this and that. So now that you look at the technology, how faster the cell phone has taken over. I think that these cell phones has taken over our life. We are just like enslaved to this cell phone. And I think everybody wakes up and first he sees WhatsApp messages from the friends and family or what's going on in the world. So all these things, you know, are changing our thought process and mind. And then food chain, which is like water. You know, we have so much chlorine, so much fluoride in the water. And then all they said that you don't need to take a drug because there's so much Prozac in the water. There's so much antibiotic in the water because everybody is taking it. We're urinating and it's coming back to the sources. And then we are, we are drinking that contaminated water. And this is actually not a joke. This is the reality. Mm-hmm. There is so much of these medications present in our water that we are actually over-medicating ourselves. So those all those things are causing bigger issue. So again, to stay healthy, animals don't go to doctor. Birds don't go to, go to doctor. What they do, they simply follow the laws of mother nature. They eat what is available in that season. They do what they think they need to do and enjoy the mother nature and they're healthy. And similarly, we need to do the same thing too to be healthier.
0: Slow down.
5: Slow down. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil.
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging,
4: but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, sutte
0: Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Today we have the pleasure of having Ayurvedic and Naturopathic physician, Dr. Vrender Sodhi, on our show.
0: So Dr. Sodhi, I imagine you've treated many patients with COVID during this time, and I'm curious how Ayurveda looks at COVID. And also, what treatments were effective for you, or for your patients?
5: Um, yeah, um, was first of all I want to tell you that yeah, must have treated around close to eight nine hundred patients with COVID, and very happy to report none of the patient has died in our care, which is a very good record. Wonderful with the you know things going on with around around, and uh, so basically you know first we have to see why we get these kind of diseases because body is very intelligent; it can change as soon as we come across with this uh, virus or bacteria, body will start making a specific immune system to fight it out. So, but when your system is not healthy, when your body is not very healthy, it will not have that defense mechanism. So if you look at the statistical data, the people who died the most, these people were obese. They were then people with high blood pressure, people with the heart disease. Uh, these are the ones who died the most, you know, and then other people got to, but you know, the thing is, people used to die with infections previously too. It's not that this is the only one, uh, and we have different names for them. We call them respiratory failure. Uh, people would die with the flu, but only those people died who had a compensated immune system. So the basically, we are trying to help the immune system. I think yesterday there was a news that vitamin D is very critical for vitamin for COVID. And I said two years ago when the COVID started to happen, I put it on Facebook. Make sure that you have a normal vitamin D. And as, as soon as I got it, next day got banned, and it was the false information. Yeah. Mm, so, yeah. So you can see, you know, we we are not, we don't want to have a good information. The interestingly, what people who has a below seventeen uh, their vitamin D, these are the people who died. People who have thirty, they didn't die. So there is a data available, but we don't want to use it because it's so inexpensive. It's a few cents a day. Mm-hmm. You know. If you take vitamin D, it only takes a few cents a day. So basically, working on the immune system, uh, You know, we gave the herbs, which has amazing results. Uh, there is a lots of wonderful Ayurvedic herbs. Uh, we use the amla, we use the neem, we use the product Fluke Immune, we use curcumin. Uh, so all those you know has immune-boosting, anti-inflammatory. The why people died with COVID, because they got so much stronger inflammation response that it choked their heart, choked their lungs, Choke the kidneys, and people didn't have any survival abilities. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so, this is the if you can harness that inflammation in those people, you have better results. People will get a lot more better. So, simply using those techniques, breathing exercise. So, most of us, you know, this is we don't breathe properly. That's we are using (laughs) fifty to sixty percent of lung capacity. And uh, so there are, in the lungs, we have those cells, which we call alveoli. And if you spread on the field, it is is two football field. So you can see there's a huge amount to be filled in. And what happens if you don't use those 50 to, more than 50 to 60 percent, those never get activated. Like, you know, if you don't exercise, you don't see the muscle uh, um, definition. Your biceps will be very teeny, but if you start pumping some iron, your biceps get better and bigger. So same thing, the lungs does not inflate properly. So simple doing breathing exercises will help you inflate. If you got the infection, big deal, your lungs will fight it off. You get some mucus, you spit it out, your body is all healthy and fine again. So I was telling people to do the breathing exercises. I was telling them to avoid the sad diet, standard American diet, sugar, alcohol, you know the all fried food. Eat more fruits and vegetables. Go out and walk. You know, I was encouraging people to walk when they had because the if you see, this is actually said. I don't know have any solid proof, but they said the people homeless people did not die with COVID. So this is again vitamin D link. You know, people Mm. they were outside, they get more normal vitamin D. So I think just being the mother nature will help you. Uh, Also, if you go in the jungle where there is a pine trees and those cedar family trees. The essential oil of that mm. has antiviral properties. So we were actually telling people to st- stay in. Wherever you see where people stayed in more, there more deaths happened there. Wherever people were outside, there was very limited death. So I think we are completely messing up the science mm. and we completely gone away from it. And but if you simply follow those laws of Mother Nature, people will live and Yes, we will get COVID. I don't. There is no guarantee that people will not get you know, COVID because even with the second, third booster, people are still getting COVID. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but if you know you, if you make your immune system stronger by following these things, you should be much easier to fight with you right. with that disease.
0: Well, and I know the pandemic was a learning experience for many. Yes. <laughs> That's
5: right. <laughs> but you exactly. would say
0: the first thing to do is to address the immune system.
5: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Do you believe that? every disease can be cured naturally? Uh, And do our bodies have the power to heal themselves from anything?
5: I'm a natural medicine doctor. I think you know the answer. already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, being practicing for 41 years and almost seen almost so many different kinds of diseases. And uh, many times people come to us uh, being a natural doctor or a doctor when every door has been closed on them. Mm-hmm. So we see those kind of patients who has gone to Harvard or Mayo Clinic and different university clinics, and they have not been understood. They usually come with a four 500 page reports with them. And some simple thing has been missed. Uh, I will just give you an example. A friend of mine had got a heart attack. He's a surgeon, heart surgeon himself. And his wife called me and said, this guy, this, he got a heart attack. I said, what? He got a heart attack? He's of my age. And uh, so I said, you know, can you send me the reports? And they sent the report. They did the standard blood cholesterol, this and that, you know. And I said, did they do C-reactive protein? Did they check him lipoprotein A? Said, no, they didn't do that testing. When I asked him to do that testing, his inflammation marker was very high. Lipoprotein was high. So he's genetically prone to heart attack. So, but if we have got that before, before, you know, he got a heart attack, we, we could have saved that heart attack to him. And he ended up, ended up having a bypass surgery. So, of course, he survived. But I'm, what I'm saying is prevention is missing. You know, on the name of prevention, we say, okay, lower cholesterol. And lowering cholesterol has not translated into saving people. We're still 43% of people dying with a heart attack. So if that was the, you know, lowering cholesterol has saved the people. We should have way less less death with the uh, heart disease.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think culturally people really are into prevention,
5: Yes, right. It takes work.
1: It takes a lot of work, right? And to discipline live, no, no, to right? live a healthy no. lifestyle.
5: Exactly, like it's like a job. You know, if you don't show up at the work five days a week, uh, they're gonna fire you. So <laughs> what I tell my patient, if you don't work on your body, body's gonna fire you. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the most. <laughs> true? I
1: think one of the most important things is the mindset that you have exactly. to change your mindset to exactly. say that this is a lifestyle that I'm gonna show up, like you said, every day. Versus I'm gonna take a pill. When a, oh, problem, yeah, easy. when a problem happens, because it's easy, right? It doesn't, easy. doesn't easy. take very any work to, exactly. to take a exactly. pill.
5: And but then, you know, talk yeah. to any successful people, you know, like, a, is, is it a best uh, golf player or best basketball player? They use their mind a lot to play that game.
0: Mm-hmm. And having survived Pemphigus vulgaris, which you are very savvy too, right, Dr. Sodi? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And having survived that, yeah, that was a lot of mental work. That's so, right. It wasn't just taking a pill.
1: That's right. A lot of work. Yeah. Somehow you have to, you just have to find a way to enjoy it, right? Like you have to, you have to enjoy the new lifestyle, just like going to the gym. If you hate going to the gym, you're just, it's never going to become a habit. You have to find a way to like the food you're eating, to like exercising, to enjoy going outside for walks, to enjoy like slowing down and doing meditation or doing yoga. And if you don't, then you're going to resist it.
5: Yeah. And then, you know, you'll be, you have a bag full of pills, uh, which does not take you anywhere. In a shorter least, life. Yes, you know, exactly, very true. Like, number one cause of death is heart disease, second is cancer, third is pharmaceutical drugs and hospital error. This is CDC uh, statistics.
0: Mm, wow.
5: Third leading cause. So, that is for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Sodi, I know about your practice here because Rory and I have both seen you in your clinic, but Thank can you. you share with us um, what you see your clients primarily for, or if there are certain things that you specialize in?
5: So I did the fellowship in oncology. We see a lot of cancer patients from all around the country. People come fly off here, stay here and get the treatments. And we had a lot of successful cases who has stage four cancers. They are, by God's grace, they're doing very well. We don't cure everybody. You know, I don't claim that I can cure. There's a uh, two-person survival in stage three and stage four cancers. Okay, so if somebody says that I cure every cancer, that's a stupid mistake he's making. That's not possible. Mm. But can we help these people? Yes, we can make the quality of life better. We can make them live longer. Uh, and maybe if they are lucky, maybe they go into remission or the disease will be longer. So sometimes I say, okay, you know, you have a cancer. It's like a, you're a rebellious teenager. You cannot get rid of him. Right. <laughs> but you make a friendship with him and you live both together. Rather kill, kill, kill. And more faster it kills you. So we see a lot of chronic autoimmune diseases, uh, you know, mm. people with like one, you know, you you already declared yourself. Yeah. So, but, you know, I, we have a rheumatoid arthritis, a lupus patient, a, a psoriasis patient, a eczema patient, asthma patient, like people would be so asthmatic that they have to use inhalers, steroids every hour or so. And after coming to us, it becomes a history. I used to have asthma myself 35 years ago. I cured myself completely. So there are, Almost, that's why I say a lot of disease, diabetes. People will come to me with A1C, 16, 15. And after they work hard, not me again, they have to work hard.
0: Right. Yeah. So that's amazing.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm just real, just curious really quickly how can our listeners learn more about you and book a session?
5: Oh, uh, They can call our clinic at 425 453 8022. And, uh, you know, we have also have a. A Facebook page, AyurvedicScience.com. We have a website, AyurvedicScience.com. So most welcome to come and visit that one. And if there is anything I can do for any one of you, I'll be more than happy to talk to you. And I feel this is my blessing. God has been very kind on me. And meeting people like you and yeah. many other folks in my life, uh, it's a wonderful journey. And I think healing is my passion. And I will keep doing it until I die.
0: Well, it certainly shows. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of your wisdom.
1: Yes. Thanks, Dr. (laughs) Sodi. Thank you.
0: And thank you to Eric, our wonderful producer, KKNW, Timber Country, and Cape Town's 88.5 FM Zone Radio, as well as you, the listener.
1: Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast, Go Beyond the Veil, anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: Love the show? Let us know. And follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram, and tell your friends. You can find me at sakurasetter.com.
1: You can find me at roryreich.com. Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 p.m. Every second Sunday on KBKW and on Zone Radio. For more, Go Beyond the Veil, where we
0: We make make spiritual spiritual sense. sense
5: Skinandmind.com.